When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Kane, at Boston Fat Guy on Twitter. Joining me as always is my co host, Bobby Kravitsky, at Bobby underscore K91. You can follow the podcast at, at Patriots Beat. And of course, CLNS Radio at CLNS Radio. Want to hook up with us on Facebook? www.facebook.com slash Patriots Beat. Big weekend coming up here for the New England Patriots as they are come off their bye and go to Arlington, Texas to take on. America's team. Yeah, right. The Dallas Cowboys uh, in that big stadium. But don't let it fool you. There are a lot of injuries for the Dallas Cowboys this week um, as they've been bit by the injury bug. But they can still be a formidable team. They've got a great offensive line, a decent defense. and But I still think the Patriots are going to win this one. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in my good friend, Bobby Kravitsky to talk a little bit about the Patriots, but before I do that, Harrys.com and SeatGeek.com sponsoring tonight's show. Bobby, how you doing? I'm good. Exciting game this week. Intriguing matchup with the Patriots in Jerry's world. I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Jeff, a couple things that I do like in favor of the Patriots, not to mention the fact that we're facing a Cowboys team here that is less than 100%, to say the least. A lot of marquee players going down for Dallas this season already. But you look at the fact that the Cowboys defensively play that Tampa 2 zone coverage. Tom Brady traditionally eats that alive. So that's one thing that I expect to play into the favor, into the hands of the Patriots. And from there, if the Patriots can get going, and especially early, if they can go up double digits, Dallas's game plan offensively is most likely going to be relying on that offensive line and the running game to try and keep Brady off the field. Well, if you get down double digits, especially early, odds are that Dallas is going to scrap that game plan and try and put it on the shoulders of Brandon Whedon 
And not to say that he hasn't filled in admirably for Tony Romo, but I just don't expect Brandon Whedon to be able to come back from a double-digit deficit, no matter how early in the game it is, against Tom Brady and against the Patriots defense. You're right there, Bobby. You know, when you uh, sit back when the NFL schedule comes out, you look at it and you go straight down. You go, all right, this is a win. That's a loss. Win, win, loss, loss. I'm looking at uh, at these back-to-back games that the Patriots have here against the Dallas Cowboys uh, and then, of course, next weekend against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. And I'm thinking those could be two tough games. I'm looking at this game, and I and I'm wondering – how the Patriots can lose. Now, of course, any given Sunday, any team can beat another. We've seen it time and time again. But I look at the matchups and I say, there is just no way the Patriots are going to lose this game. Dallas is down. Tony Romo, who, you know, a lot of people in New England across the country make fun of Tony Romo and saying he's a turnover machine, but he's still a pretty good quarterback. He's, uh, you know, top 15, maybe top 10 in the league. Uh, you know, they have a great uh, wide receiver in Des Bryant, who's out, and an all-world tight end in Jason Witten, uh, who's now basically their number one target. So it's going to be on that running backs, and has New England's rush defense improved enough with what they've brought in with Akeem Hicks and John Bostick and what they've been able to do this year to hold uh, this running game of Joseph Randall and Darren McFadden down. They miss a uh, they get a little bit of a break here as another good player uh, is injured in uh, in Lance Dunbar who was second on the team with 20 plus catches and that was one of the issues I saw the Patriots was stopping the running back catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm going to get to that, Jeff. But the first thing I have to address is I am not worried about when the Patriots take on the Colts next week, especially with how Indianapolis has looked this first month of the season. We'll we'll save that for next week's podcast. But that had to be addressed immediately. Anyways, looking at this (laughs) Cowboys running back approach without DeMarco Murray, it's running back by committee. Losing Lance Dunbar is a big blow to their depth at the position. And so it becomes more about, you know, Darren McFadden is definitely a running back who can come out of the backfield and make some plays. Joseph Randall is clearly the best back on this Cowboys team, though. And he's been very productive for them so far this season he's going to get even more carries now and he's going to have to be more effective. He's going to have to step up his game in the absence of Dunbar, especially when the game plan figures to call for such a heavy dose of running. It should cause for a heavy dose of running. And you look at the one thing with the red Randall, doesn't do. He's got a little ball security issue uh, last week uh, uh, against the New Orleans Saints. Almost lost a touchdown uh, when he was playing a little loosey-goosey around the end zone. Got it knocked out there. I know Jason Garrett was not happy. Uh, Of course, Jerry Jones absolutely loved Darren McFadden. He's got him on his team now. Uh, McFadden not exactly lighting the world on fire. He does have 100-plus yards but still not doing uh, great there. So if I'm the Patriots and I'm looking, as they always do each week, to stop something, what do you think, Bobby? What do you think they're going to sit down and say, all right, got to stop this player? Yeah, I think we've hammered it home. I don't think it's a player as much as it is a concept, and that concept is the ground game. That's how Dallas is going to look to rely on the strength of that offense, which right now, without Romo, without Des Bryant, that's the offensive line. So they may not have a workhorse back who's a household name like DeMarco Murray a year ago, 
but they will rely this year on that running back by committee approach. It's what makes the absence of Dunbar such a significant blow to this Cowboys offense and to this team overall. So it becomes much more for them about McFadden and Randall. And this was one of the games. It's not the only one, of course, but this was one of the games the Patriots had in mind when they beefed up that front seven, adding a player like Bostic and especially Akeem Hicks. Oh, yeah. Akeem Hicks is absolutely ginormous. And especially now with him coming on in the bye week. Uh, and do you think he's going to get some reps in this game? Do you think this is the type of guy that's going to, you know, step in there next to a Steve Salinga or next to a Malcolm Brown or even an Allen Branch and, and be there stepping up against the run? He can also play some five technique defensive ends, so they could get large here. Yeah, look, this is you talked about how big he is. NFL.com has him listed as 6'5", 324. That is a massive human being right there. He's most effective from the inside. He does have some versatility because he moved around more in New Orleans, played more on the edge, like you said. But he's primarily for the Patriots figures to line up inside against the run. This is a player who Mike Reese has discussed that some of Hicks's former teammates have told him that Hicks, when he wants to, can be dominant, to paraphrase. And it's whether or not he plays this week, how much he plays this week, that is anyone's guess who doesn't have direct ties to the organization because it's all a question of, you know, he should be in good shape. It's not like he's coming off an injury and hasn't played this season, but he's got to learn the playbook. He's got to get comfortable with his teammates. There's so much that goes into transitioning from one team to another that it's just a question of what his comfort level is, what his familiarity is with the playbook and what they're asking him to do so far. Now, certainly you would figure this is a game they want Hicks to play. They'll simplify what they're asking him to do. So I do expect Hicks to be on the 46 come Sunday, and how much snaps he gets may just depend on how effective he is when he gets put out there. Oh, definitely. And, and you know, this is one of those things we talked about last week uh, the Patriots practice against the Saints last uh, uh, this past training camp uh, in New Orleans training camp in West Virginia. So they have some tape on this kid. They know what kind of player he can be. And you sit there and you say, you know, when he wants to be motivated and, and, and when he wants to get going. Listen, they, if he can get going, he's going to be a beautiful addition to this Patriots team. It's going to establish not only a, a, a great run defense, but also the ability to do the same thing they're doing at defensive end, at defensive tackle. Move guys in, keep guys fresh. So I'm excited to see that. And we've seen the Patriots have some success in in-season trades. Um, last year, of course, they brought in Jonathan Casillas and uh, Akeem uh, uh, Ayers, yep. and, and both of them played vi uh, vital roles in getting to the Super Bowl and, uh, and winning it. Uh, Ayers, of course, uh, putting that first uh, – touch on uh, on Marshawn Lynch down by the goal line before Donta Hightower ended up tackling him. That was one of the underrated plays of the game. Uh, they brought a keep to leave in back in 2012, and, and that was big as well, the ability to bring uh, a guy in and solidify the def 
defense. So hopefully this continues to be a, a nice trend for the Patriots where they bring in some guys uh, in via trade that can do some things. They've had some stinkers, of course, in the past as well as Albert Hainsworth, which was a guy that had all the ability in the world uh, when he wanted to, when he didn't play, and, of course, uh, Chad Ochocinco, who kind of fell apart. Yeah, and even more recently than those two failures was Isaac Sapoga, who didn't work out in New England, but as you just detailed... He didn't? <laughs> I don't think many people call his tenure a success here, but as you just detailed, Bill Belichick is not afraid to make trades in a league that it's not all that common. You know, he, he loves to address his needs and to go about and reaching to other teams, especially the teams looking to make trades are generally towards the bottom of the barrel in the NFL for that season, at least. And that's who he generally looks to reach out to. And it's worked out for the most part for the Patriots. They've had a lot of success with their trades in season the last several years. Well, are you going to be in the Dallas area this weekend? Do you want to see Akeem Hicks uh, in his first game with the New England Patriots? Do you want to see Tom Brady uh, take on that raucous crowd down there in Dallas? Well, go to SeatGeek.com, and my listeners can use the promo code PATRIOTS in the SeatGeek app and get $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. It will take less than a minute to download the app today. Let me tell you a little bit about SeatGeek because first, SeatGeek pulls the ticket options from hundreds of online ticket sellers to create a one-stop shop for tickets. When you shop SeatGeek, you see virtually every ticket option available for the game all on one page. No need to go anywhere else. Also, they have this great feature called Dual Score. It ranks every ticket on the market from 1 to 100 value score and plus the best deals on a color-coded interactive map so you can easily identify the best ticket values in building at a glance. Finally, SeatGeek mobile app makes the ticket buying process seamless and easy. No more typing, squiggly letters you can read in a little box on other sites. On SeatGeek, you can store your credit card, and once you find a ticket you want to buy, you can complete the purchase with just two quick taps. There's no faster way to buy tickets. To redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app today. Enter promo code PATRIOTS in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter my promo code PATRIOTS today. So yeah, get down there and you know what? Go to the Dallas game. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's show the real America's team, Bobby. I am all for it. I love it. You seek geek, get your tickets, go down there, go see Jerry's World and the big screen. Go see the Patriots. Hopefully take home another victory to improve to four and oh on the young season. Hit up seek hit up Seek Geek, make it happen. And you know what, hit up Seek Geek and watch Dion Lewis uh now that he is the big-time man here in New England, brought in last the end of last year on a futures uh, contract at the end of the 2014 season, uh, sign absolutely been awesome. Deion Lewis has been in his first three games of the Patriots. They rewarded him earlier this week with a two-year contract extension. So number 33, the, the man who can cut, jiggle, and wiggle all over the place is going to be a New England Patriot for the next two-plus years. Cut, jiggle, and wiggle. I like that one. 
that was that was clever, Mister Kane. Oh uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about you know when I put a T-shirt on, uh, you know I got to cut a little uh, extra room and so I can jiggle and wiggle the Boston fat guy here. There we go. Whatever gets the job done. Yeah, Lewis's extension reminds me a lot of the one that Danny Woodhead received in yes. New England. Field Yates has the details of Lewis's extension, which includes a six hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. Base salaries of 800k in 16, followed by 1.2 million in 2017, and he can earn up to 1.8 million dollars in incentives from 2016 to 17 if he's effectively cutting, jiggling, and wiggling. <laughs> I love cutting, jiggling, and wiggling. That's going to be the thing. I'm going to get T-shirts made. I'm going to send them to Dion Lewis. Definitely, it's going to be great. Love it. You know, blunt fo- they got blunt force trauma, and they got cutting, jiggling, and wiggling. I just love it. All our backs have to have nicknames from this point out. So, James White, you're up next. One day, you will earn some type of nickname that will probably be similar to this one. Just so you know, Jeff, Teddy Bruschi referred to Dion Lewis recently as Squirty. Oh, I like that one, Squirty. I like that one. So he's, got, Teddy Bruschi- he's got a couple of nicknames floating around here. Bruschi, Bruschi's the man, you know. And, uh, you know, at the next uh, next running back, we got a um, – get a nickname for will be Brandon Bolden, and that'll be Brandon and I suck except for on special teams Bolden. Wow, not um, even prompted and he takes shots. <laughs> I hate the guy, man. You know, he's a great defensive uh, special teams player, but, man, he bites balls when he gets the ball in his hand. Uh, you know what? At least he contributes on special teams. Very effective for the Patriots in the third phase of the game. So, Brandon... If you're listening, I apologize for my co-host. I appreciate the effort and the production that you've given the Patriots the last few years. Yeah, at BB Hulk smash, it should be at BB Hulk sucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no offense, to my boy uh, Thomas Murphy, who, uh, who who's a big Hulk Hulk guy, because uh, Murphy, you're the man, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, speaking about Dion Lewis, I am, I must say, really impressed with the contribution that he's made in New England. You love hearing him say that the Patriots showed faith in him. He's doing the same now. He's going to restore that faith. He's going to reward that faith by signing the extension. Definitely, you know, leaving some money on the table here if he were to play out the season, stay healthy, and hit the open market. But look, why would he look to leave it all honesty? On top of the Patriots being the team to give him a second crack at the NFL in his dream, He's in the perfect situation for himself, and he knows it. So he's potentially, because we know how quickly things change in the NFL, and these are not guaranteed contracts, at least not fully guaranteed. And with his, it's a signing bonus that the Patriots certainly could part ways with. But he's in a situation where he has everything that he's looking for in a team and in a role. And on top of that, it's a team that's one of the best in the NFL year in and year out so this is a great spot for Deion Lewis to be in it only makes sense that he wants to stay here oh it's a great thing and you know what he leads the uh Patriots in uh in touches uh running the ball with 30 and then then six uh 15 receptions 45 uh touches in the first three games 15 uh 15 touches a game that's pretty good and that could be that could be higher uh, if they weren't up so big against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and they pretty much sat him for the entire second half uh, and, and got to see what uh, LeGarrette Blount and, of course, uh, uh, James White could do. Which brings me to this, Bobby. Earlier this week on ESPNNewHampshire.com, I wrote a column about how um, 
how good could this Patriots team offense be, especially when you start to get everyone back and healthy? Dave Andrews has done a great job at center, but when Brian Store comes back, Ryan Wendell's practicing this week when he's back, when Brandon LaFell comes up the, off the pup list, uh, you know, how good can this team be? We have hardly seen any uh, two tight end sets that have really, uh, outside of the red zone, that have really shown off Gronk and, and Chandler together. I'm excited about how good uh, this team could definitely be. And just think about it. They're going to get Brandon LaFell back in a few weeks, presumably. Joe Joe. That's right, presumably. So, you know, he's already started not working out with the team, but working out at the facility. He was spotted around the team at the start of practice this week. So that's a good sign. Seems like a step in the positive direction. You get Brian Stork back from short-term IR down the line. Wendell seems like he's going to make his debut against Dallas on Sunday. So the offense is only getting better as they get key pieces back and continue to do so. And like you said, and like we've talked about on this podcast, pretty much every episode this season, one thing we've discussed is the Patriots are putting some very impressive stuff out on tape in the first month of the season, which they normally don't do. Bill Belichick usually likes to keep it a bit more vanilla to start the year, but there's just so much more that they can add, and they can become so much more dynamic, put in so many more wrinkles and what have you to this offense, especially when it comes to those not just two tight ends in Gronk and Chandler, but add Michael Williams to the list as well. Add in the fact that LaFell is going to be making contributions and coming back into the fold down the line. Add in the fact that based on matchup and personnel, they can decide, is this a better week for Amendola to get the bulk of those reps at the number two wide receiver position, or is this a Dobson week? Should we go three wide receivers? Should we go two tight ends? There's just so much they can do, especially when you have a back like Deion Lewis, who, as you mentioned, his numbers has even been effective in the running game as well. You know, not great, but definitely good for the type of back that he is. So there's just so much this offense is doing and so much more that they can do. And they already lead the league in both passing yards per game with 359.3 per game and points per game, averaging 39.7 per game right now. So this offense has been very impressive, and there's still so much more that they can do and key players who are yet to enter the mix. It's very exciting to see for this Patriots team. Yeah, and you mentioned a name there, and Aaron Dobson. I think you're going to see Dobson uh, have a pretty decent game uh, coming up. He, you know, he seems to catch one ball, then have a big game against Buffalo, then catch one ball last week or two weeks ago against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be an every-other-week type of thing. Uh, I'd like to see them work Dobson down uh, the middle of the field more, especially the fact that they're going against this Tampa two-style defense, uh, you know, that zone defense. There's going to be open spots uh, to kind of get the ball pushed downfield. And as much as I love Julian Edelman, I, I, I'm sick of Edelman running down the middle of the field. Give me Edelman, you know, within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Give me him on, uh, you know, a, a, a slant route. Give me him on a 15-yard in or out. Don't send him running down the field. You know, I love Edelman, but that's not his strength. Give that to Aaron Dobson. Uh, you know, maybe he makes a catch. Maybe he draws a, 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 a flag. But Dobson, I think, could have a very good week this week coming up. You know what? I, I definitely agree with you in regards to Edelman 
and how many times they seemingly send him deep and try and take a shot. I'd also love to see Aaron Dobson get a couple of cracks at going downfield, but I don't know if, again, this is based on Dallas's personnel. I don't know if this is the week that Aaron Dobson follows up and has, a, has a performance similar to Buffalo. I don't think it is, Jeff, to be honest. I think this is more, you look at the size of Dallas's cornerbacks, a, a good advantage might be to play the little guys in what were, what were they called last year the pygmies if i'm the not pygmies. mistaken yeah this yeah, might be this might be a good matchup for edelman and amandola with just you look at the size of claiborne and Carr and byron jones the rookie this might be an advantage the patriots have playing the little guys trying to create a mismatch that way hey fantasy football players can you believe it's already week five and if you're like me you've played DraftKings, and hopefully You've won some money because you don't have to wait till week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test every week this season at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. With one-week fantasy football, there's no season-long commitment. Got an injured player? No problem. It's like a new season every week, so you're never stuck with the same player. And get this, DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. That means you can turn your love for football into the payday of a lifetime. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Believe me, you've never experienced football like this before. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use my promo code NEWENGLAND and play for free with your first deposit in this Sunday's $1 million fantasy football contest, where first place takes home one hundred grand. Enter New England for the free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Dot com. That's DraftKings.com. And each and every week here on CLNS Radio's Patriots Beat, I, of course, give you my fantasy football DraftKings time of the week. This week, I got my feeling that I might actually win some money. Each time I give you guys these uh, fantasy football lineups, it's been a struggle this year, but I've won some in the other leagues. So here we go. Phillip Rivers, Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Love this matchup. Phillip going up against the 18th ranked defense. Cost me 6200 bucks. Loving it. Same game. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. You know I can't say that name. But Le'Veon Bell going to kick it up there. 8500 bucks. Mark Ingram. I like this matchup here against the Philadelphia Eagles. He's my running back. Uh... Allen, the wide receiver out of San Diego. Again, going back to that Monday night matchup. Love this one here. Vincent Jackson. Hey, Jameis Winston's got some things he can do against the Jacksonville defense, and Vincent Jackson can catch him. Same game. Uh, Allen Robinson going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Love that one. Good uh, $5,500 there. Now, my next game, of course, went back on the tight end here in San Diego. Monday night. Loving this San Diego game against Pittsburgh. Now, you might sit there and say, Oh, hey, you know what? Antonio Gates is back. Jeff's going to take Antonio Gates, but no, I'm taking the green. He's had a big impact this year, and I think they're going to ease Antonio Gates back in. Loving that there. Carlos Hyde is my flex player this week, averaging almost 14 points per game, going up a against a Giants defense that doesn't do great against the run. And how can you not pick the Baltimore Ravens against the sadly sacked Cleveland Browns, uh, only costing you 2900 bucks, But 
that's what you want to do. Go to DraftKings.com. Use my promo code New England. Play for free on the first time that you go out there and make your deposit and enjoy the big time. Hopefully you win. Hopefully I win. I'll see you guys at the winner's block. Now back to Patriots Beat. Now welcome back to Patriots Beat. We've talked a little bit about fantasy and I want to know what the Patriots are going to do running the ball because they've obviously we've already talked about it. They're first in the league in points at 39.7 points per game, 446 yards per game. First, 359 yards passing per game. First, 87 yards running the ball per game. Good for 27th in the league. Now, granted, part of that has to do with the fact that they just decided they didn't want to run the ball at all against the Buffalo Bills, where they ran it a grand total of 15 times and passed it 59 and, you know, stopped short of running it twice on fourth and ones. Uh, That was obviously a game plan specific thing, but. Do you think we could see this trio of Lewis, Blount, and White chalk up some yards and maybe get 100 yards on the, on the ground again this week? Combined? Combined. I, I definitely think there's the potential for that to happen. But, you know, let's keep in mind when we throw out these numbers and not referring to the, how many the, the duo can get this game, but when we refer to all these stats that we've mentioned – Let's keep in mind the context that we're still in the first month of the season. So there's, you know, you don't want to overreact to any numbers. It's more about the performance than the stats, especially this early in the season. And, you know, right, right after I say that, not to contradict myself, but Dallas is a top 10 run defense to start the season, averaging 91.8 yards allowed on the ground per game so far. And the run game is always going to be a complementary feature to the Patriots offense. So I never concern myself with you know, how they're holding up statistically compared to other teams around the league in the running game. I know, Jeff, how much you love the position, how much you, <laughs> how much you, you know, cite time and time again about how important it is to winning a Super Bowl and just having that balance, being able to run the ball later in the season and especially come playoff time. But this is a game where, you know, maybe you get something parallel to what happened against Jacksonville where you have a big lead in the second half or at least a double digit lead you know maybe it's only 10 points or so and you start to run the ball more but just given the strengths and weaknesses of Dallas's defense given that they play Tampa too and Tom Brady's had so much success against that in his career I think not surprisingly given that we're talking about the Patriots here we're talking about Tom Brady it's going to be a heavy dose of pass and some of the running game, maybe there's a bit more balance in the second half later in the game, depending on how things shake out. But I definitely think at least to start, it's primarily going to be Tom Brady. And why shouldn't it be? That only makes sense. No, exactly. Now you have two of the best uh, tight ends to ever play the game lining up this weekend. Of course, Rob Gronkowski, uh, who's been around since 2010, and Jason Witten, I believe it was 2002 when he entered uh, the NFL. Witten with 59 touchdown passes in his, touchdown catches in his career. Rob Gronkowski with 58 in many, many less years. Uh, Who do you think is going to have a better game? Is it going to be Witten, who we've seen the Patriots have uh, have issues in the past stopping the tight end, or is Gronk going to continue his Gronking to remember? Well, look, let me preface this by telling our listeners that I'm with the majority of Patriots fans who feel like Gronk is 
the best tight end of all time. And that's even factoring in the injuries and what they've done to his young career. But I, I do, I just, that's how I feel that Gronk is the best tight end of all time. He's clearly in a landslide, the best tight end in the game right now. That said, Sean Lee, who started practicing, seems like he's going to play this week. You know, that, that zone scheme and, you know, Jason Garrett has talked about we're going to bump him at the line. We're going to have, Sean Lee, we're going to have someone trailing him underneath. We're going to have someone over the top. We've heard coaches, we've heard opposing defenders say it before, and it didn't make a difference, or they just didn't stick to that plan. Said one thing, did another. So we'll see. But I, Sean Lee is the type of linebacker, Rolando McLean as well, that can definitely make a difference against a tight end like Gronkowski, as uncoverable as he seems to be. You know, those are two linebackers that you definitely want that that mold is definitely something you would look for in a in a defender at the linebacker position when it comes to covering Gronk which we know takes more than one person so I actually think that Jason Witten may have the better game overall statistically you know in fantasy you might get more points out of Witten than Gronk this week but I'll still take Gronk 10 times out of 10 especially against an aging Jason Witten Ooh, aging Jason Witten. Yeah, he is. He's aging. Although you did mention a player uh, there in Rolando McLean uh, who comes back after serving a four-game suspension. The Cowboys also get back Greg Hardy, of course. We know what Hardy can do getting after the passer. He also likes to get after the women, uh, which you know is despicable if you ask me. And Hardy, of course, uh, with a couple comp- uh, comments out there about Tom Brady's beautiful wife Giselle and hoping she is at the game and brings her sister and all her uh cute friends let's uh let's calm down a little bit Hardy all right yeah yes, I'm just going to be honest if I was the commissioner of the NFL Greg Hardy would not be playing in the league he he doesn't deserve to be in my opinion and he hasn't even shown a modicum of remorse for like you said just such a despicable and heinous act where it's disgusting to hear him use the phrase, and I know it's just an expression, but to hear him say, I'm coming guns blazing, is just so inappropriate. I'm sure that Dallas PR, I'm sure that Jason Garrett were just rolling their eyes, shaking their heads when he said that. And look, they've already said that they talked to Greg Hardy and told him he has to do better. But the fact that they even have to do that just reinforces and only makes me more steadfast that this is not an individual who deserves to be playing football. Yeah, and unfortunately, and I'll give Roger Goodell this one, Goodell uh, you know, put up a 10-game ban on uh, Greg Hardy and an individual uh, arbiter come out and gave him four games. Um, you know, it's, it's so silly to think about the fact that uh, Hardy had four games and Brady was going to get four games for being generally aware of, uh, of something, but... You know what? Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> it is what it is. The Patriots are going to be kicking it off against the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm excited to see what they do. And I, I'm excited to see this defense continue to get better. We've seen them get better week in and week out, save for the 19 points uh, that went up by the uh, Buffalo Bills at the end of the fourth quarter when the Patriots were playing, let's try to blow them out. 
they did well in stopping the run against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they've improved each week. I think this is a week where you could definitely see the New England Patriots, especially that front seven, get a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, one of the things that we love is that Patriots' versatility in the front seven, how much they can do, how creative they can get. And, you know, one of my favorite guests to come on the program was Matt Chatham. And one of the questions that we asked him was, with the transition, with losing Revis and Browner, are the Patriots going to blitz more? And what he said was, they're not going to blitz more because then you're sacrificing a man in coverage. But he also intimated that they are going to rush the passer and perhaps be more aggressive than they were last year. And they are, again, they ran a lot of cover three last year. They're running a lot of cover three this year to start out. And I think that'll continue. That seems to be what they're most effective in. So having these players, you know, like a Ninkovich and the list goes on and on and on of guys who can both get after the quarterback and create pressure to varying degrees, whether it's just pressure or converting it into sacks and can also be able to drop back into coverage is very effective. And it allows the Patriots to send their two best pass rushers, in my opinion, or two best blitzers, at least Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins to get after the quarterback more frequently. Oh, I agree. Getting after that quarterback, that's going to be one of the things. Is can they get after Brandon Whedon? Can they make him have to beat them with his arms? Stop the running game. Stop Jason Witten and make, uh, you know, make Brandon Whedon beat you with that arm. I don't think we, uh, Whedon can beat him with the arm. I, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to have to. I think this is a week where you might see, as you like to see, uh, I like to say there, Bobby, uh, you know, spin the dial a little bit. I could see them uh, uh, kick it, kicking it up and, and spin that dial a little bit, get some A-gap blitzes, maybe a cornerback blitz. We'll see what happens as the New England Patriots will be taking on those Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I would love to see that. I'm all for it. You, know, you can always count on Bill Belichick to spin the dial because even in college football, you can't just primarily rely on one look defensively. It's just not going to work over the course of an entire game. And the Patriots, you know, they go by as they should, how things are playing out. What are we most effective in? What's the smartest coverage for us to rely on? Rather than just, okay, we're, we're going to run this, and now we've been running this for so long, we're going to mix it up and run that, and then we're going to run this, and then we'll get back to that. You know, they go by the feel of the game and by how things are playing out on Sundays, as they should. And, you know, so far this season... Cover three, just like last season, is what they've been most effective in. I expect that to be the case again on Sunday against Dallas. And one of the things that does, having those guys in the front seven that can both get after the quarterback and drop back in coverage, is it allows you to be more creative within the context of cover three defense. It allows you to send Collins and Hightower after Brandon Whedon more frequently than you would if you had guys that were not as dynamic. So it's very impressive and it's very important to this defense, especially without a premier cornerback like Darrell Revis. And I love me some Malcolm Butler. I think he's been very good to start the season. But having that versatility up front makes things easier on the guys in the secondary. Yeah, it does make things easier. And you're speaking about Malcolm Butler. Um, 
you know, while we record this on Thursday night, I'm sitting here watching uh, the Indianapolis Colts play the uh, Houston Texans, and the Colts lined up the exact same formation almost on the goal line as they did, uh, as the Seattle Seahawks did. Watch the replay on NFL Game Pass and, and just watch it. Andre Johnson scores on a beautiful, uh, you know, down low slant pattern. Malcolm Butler would have picked that off. Well, Malcolm Butler did pick that off, so I don't care that Andre Johnson got in the end zone on a pass from Matt Hasselbeck <laughs> against the Houston Texans defense. You know, all I care about is that Malcolm came down with the Super Bowl saving interception. That's all that matters to me. Yeah, exactly. Well, Malcolm Butler is as smooth as my morning shave was today. And you want a smooth shave? Do what I did. Go to harrys.com. Check out their starter pack. Enter my code PATRIOTS and get yourself $5 off your first purchase of the starter pack uh, with the coupon code PATRIOTS. After entering my code PATRIOTS at checkouts, you can get Harry's starter set for just ten dollars, that's a month worth of shaving for just ten dollars with the code Patriots at checkouts. Harry Stoddard set is a month's worth of shaving and comes with a razor, three of Harry's high-quality German engineers blades, and a bottle of shaving cream, all shipped straight to your door for free. Harry's.com delivers a superior shave for an incredible price. Harry's. Bought a razor factory in Germany that has been crafting some of the world's highest quality razors. By cutting out the middleman, Harry's offers an amazing shave for a fraction of the price of the drugstore brand. Say goodbye to losing money. Say hello to Harry's high quality blades at a price you'll love. Go to harrys.com right now and enter the code word PATRIOTS at checkout to get $5 off your first purchase. Get a month worth of shaving for just $10 with the code PATRIOTS at checkout. That's harrys.com, code word PATRIOTS. I love my Harry shave. I'm telling you, I got everything Harry's. I got the I got the shave cream, I got the face wash, I got the razors, and I'm telling you right now, I have been a name brand razor user for many, many years, and this isn't a shave club like some of the other things out there, although you can do that by going to harrys.com and checking out and getting, uh, you know, you enter in how many times you shave per, per week, they tell you how many, uh, how many blades you need to buy, and they'll send them straight to your door. This is a smooth shave. I've been shaving with Harry's for about a month now. As I said last week, my wife, she loves it. She likes to kiss me. And I'm not even going to do No Shave November this year. i got to shave because I love the way that Harry's makes my face feel. Yeah, I really would put Harry's products up against anyone's. And I'm not just saying that. The products are truly fantastic. And the prices are very affordable. So I absolutely love it and highly recommend going out, getting any of Harry's fabulous products because they, they truly are great. And I do mean that. When I say that, I would put their stuff up against anyone else's. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll put our football team up against anyone else, and it's that time of the uh, time of the podcast, Bobby, where we pick the final score of the game. Our offense is a defensive player of the game. I believe uh, you went first against the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I guess it's my turn to kick it up on what's going to happen Sunday afternoon at Jerry's World. Maybe Jerry will get himself a little cornhole. He loved that cornhole, as he likes to say, but I'm telling you right now, the Patriots 
are winning this game. They, I don't see an, an and, if, or but about the Patriots winning this game. I feel the Patriots are the better team. Um, if you give me the Dallas Cowboys fully healthy, I think this is a much tougher game for the New England Patriots. Uh, but you're going up against a second-string quarterback, a second-string you know, second wide receiver. Um, you know, they've lost Lance Dunbar. I feel the New England Patriots have got this game, uh, and they're going to score 35 points this week, giving up a total of 17, 35 to 17, your New England Patriots. Jeff, I think we've been right in the same ballpark on every prediction this year so far. You know, maybe one of our listeners has it on record and can call me out if I'm wrong on that, but I'm going with an eerily similar score. I'm going 34-17. Patriots win it. Like you said, Dallas is just too banged up. The Patriots are rolling right now. They had a bye week to prepare for Brandon Whedon and for a team that is significantly depleted. So I like New England in this game. Who do you have as offensive and defensive MVPs? I'm curious to hear this. Oh, you're going to love my offensive and defensive MVPs. The new contract man, Deion Lewis, he's going to get his first 100-yard game. Uh, in a New England Patriots uniform, I, I just feel it. I just feel it. He's going to do it, and he's going to catch a lot of balls, and, you know, that's what I'm feeling. I'm just feeling that uh, Deion Lewis is going to have a very good game uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with my main, main man, and that is Jamie Collins. I think he is going to absolutely dominate this game. Uh, he's going to get the A-gap blitzes. He's going to get the assignment of being set up on uh, uh, Witten, along with Patrick Chung. I think that's what they're going to be doing there, and I think Jamie Collins is going to look himself to be another dominant game. Once again, we are great minds think alike, and we do too. I'm going with <laughs> I'm going with Julian Edelman as my player offensively. I said earlier. I know I, know I stole Lewis from you. I know yeah, I, I had to switch it up on the fly, but I do really like Edelman in this game as well. You know, obviously, it's it's Minitron, Julian Edelman, JE11, like him. Slotty Pippen, baby. <laughs> Slotty Pippen is my favorite nickname for Jules. So, yeah, you know, he, he's a safe pick week in and week out. And I said earlier in the program that the Pygmies might be a big factor in this one. I'm going with the leader of the Pygmies in Slotty Pippen, a.k.a. Julian Edelman. And then defensively, you and Jamie Collins. I'm going with Dante Hightower, who is such a stabilizing force for this defense, especially for the front seven as a whole, communicating, getting guys in the right spot. He's so effective against the run, can spy the quarterback. So I really like Hightower in this game where Dallas, especially early, figures to try and rely on that ground game. I like Hightower there. You know, it might not be easy to recognize, but Patriots fans know how good of a linebacker they have. In Hightower, I have him slotted as my player of the game defensively for New England. The fact that just a year and a half ago, some people were looking at Donta Hightower as a bust. It's it, it's just crazy. I mean, this is a kid that they traded up to get. Um, they don't win the Super Bowl without him last year. Uh, he's been playing with a bum shoulder. He's playing well. And, and, and I love me some Donta Hightower. You know, and he is... He has come along very, very well 
you know, and him and Jamie Collins aren't leaving the field. You're seeing, you know, former star Gerard Mayo hardly get any playing time, and, and these two Collins and uh, Collins and Hightower get some playing time. So I love myself some Donta Hightower there, Bobby. Yeah, that Sunday night football game against Denver where he got benched in favor of Dane Fletcher is a distant memory, and the player yes. that he has turned out to be, he's a burgeoning star, one of the best at his position in the entire NFL, right up there with Bobby Wagner. The Patriots have really hit it big with him, with Collins, with Chandler Jones has emerged. So they've really done a terrific job. And I remember distinctly talking about this last year on the podcast with you, Jeff, that there's a bit of a youth movement going on. You know, this is not, you know, everyone talks about life after Brady. Well, They've positioned themselves really seemingly as well as they could have for that next chapter with all the young talent that they've been building. And a lot of it's already on the field. And, of course, when you talk about that next chapter, you have to mention the replacement, which is presumably Jimmy Garoppolo. And we haven't seen a lot of him in the regular season, thank God. But his development has certainly been a positive one. Oh, it sure has. It definitely has. You know, it's it's funny because we mentioned earlier uh, how Bill Belichick has uh, made some trades, um, you know, to to fortify his team. And all three of those players that you just mentioned, Hightower, uh, Collins, and Chandler Jones, all three of them were acquired by draft day day trades, Uh, you know. Uh, Hightower and Jones were trade ups, and Collins was a trade down. Uh, it's it's great to see how Belichick maneuvers throughout that uh, throughout that uh, draft system. So big things coming. Well, join myself and Bill Bodell after the game on Patriots post game show on the CLS Radio Network. Go to www.blogtalkradios.com/slash. Patriots post game. Check us out immediately following the Patriots versus Dallas Cowboys game. I'd like to thank our sponsors tonight, uh, SeatGeek and of course Harrys.com for sponsoring tonight's Patriots beat here on CLS Radio. Uh, until next week, I am your host Jeff Kane uh, for Bobby Kaminsky. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Sports Talk Radio, CLNS Radio.